coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat. <laughs> yes, that's the name of the <laughs> With Nick Rizzo. I don't know if I'm entirely ready for it. And Sean Sauterly. There's been no bigger show for Soccer Chat than this one. What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast. We've got some great friends that we want you to help out over at dutickbrand.com. Check out the ladies over there, Adelaide, Tiffany, and also our main man, Bobby. Uh, for the greatest coaching accessories you'll ever need, go to dutickbrand.com and use the promo code SOCCERCHAT when you are checking out. Also, our friends over at Torx, the greatest ball pump. There's nothing more we need to tell you. Go over and check it out, T-O-R-R-X.com. Leave an Amazon review and make sure to let them know that the Soccer Chat guy sent you. Shout out to Ellis Riley and the mates over at Soccer IQ. IQ1. Best way you can support this show because it's a listener-supported show, supported by people just like you who's listening to this very episode right now, is when the links come out every single Thursday, share them out with your friends, hit that retweet button. I am on a quest. I know I made this my like resolution for 2020. I am on a quest for people to stop hitting the star and to start hitting the square. It's going to happen. So best way you can help us out is share those links out, let your friends know about it, and you can chat with us and many, many coaches all around the world Every single Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time just by following the hashtag Soccer Chat. He's Nick. I'm Sean. And Nick, I got a question for you. Answer. How does it taste? Which part of it? I've had an interesting night. Well, I hate to sync battle. Uh, Yesterday it started. You got till Friday. Uh, to vote, um, I have to say that uh, Coach Shannon Danino may or may not have slapped the taste right out of your mouth with her video. Oh, she was phenomenal. Like it, I think one of the things that you have to know as a coach and an athlete it was when uh, you, you someone got the better of you, and uh, Shannon, no question, brought it. And they, like honestly, I underestimated the amount of coaches from our genre that would appreciate that video. Because I saw yeah. it the first time, I was like, "Oh man, that was incredible!" And I like, I truly am glad that the amount of coaches that are on here, like, actually are around the generation that would have seen the original Lance Morissette video and seen that Shannon literally, I almost copied it verbatim. Like, I mean, she crushed it. It was incredible. I can tell you, I saw the storyboard, and they literally went scene for scene, shot it exactly in timing as the actual music video and again as one of my best friends like i've i've seen shannon's brain operate before and i should have known this was coming i i like i should have seen it it was just a like again you can't be prepared like for for something as incredible as that shannon did just it just the best job i i can't i mean there's there's no more compliments i can give she she crushed it but she crushed it because she honestly was scared for a bit <laughs> she uh so you know obviously I'm, I'm trying to be the um uh the the nfl insider i'm the i'm the uh, adam schefter of the lip sync battles and i'm trying to get like information from both sides and she was like you know he's gonna bring it you know he's gonna bring some like either like big or you know he may throw in a boy band like there's so many ways he could go with this and i really don't know and I was like, well, I was like, you know, I go, that's kind of the cool thing. Like, it's going to keep you on your feet. Like, you've got to make sure to bring your best because you know what he's capable of doing. Um, and then she was like, well, can I have a cameo in it? I was like, well, yeah, of course. Like, props are are encouraged. 
And uh, she was just like, okay. And mentioned that she had a dry erase board with like 25 different songs that she could do. (laughs) And she was like, I really can't narrow it down because I don't know what he's doing. Um, And when she sent me the video to post, she'd sent it and then wrote uh, with the message after it, hope this is good. If I need to do another song, just tell me. <laughs> no, she and was I was incredible. like, and I wa- and wa- I'm, I, I had to FaceTime her as soon as I watched it, and I'm screaming in my house like, I don't know, you always, you always kind of get on to me about when I get louder and my accent comes out a little bit and the way I say certain things, and I just, I just FaceTime her instantly, and she was like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Yo, yo, what was that?" And she was like, "Do, do you like it?" And I was like. Oh man. And then I was like, okay, I've got a lot of faith in Nick. I have faith that he's going to pull this off. And (laughs) it was just like, he's not done it yet. Right. And I was like, can you confirm that? She's like, I'm just guessing. So the fact that you went off, I mean, did you, did you have a plan? I I wrote down songs, but like that was the plan. Okay. Cause she, she did have an idea. She was like, I, the only thing I know is that he's he's doing a melody of some sorts, and she's like that could really throw me off my game, which then made me think of like, oh dang, okay, wow. But I, you both crushed it, and it was honestly like um, somebody reached out to me and said, so you guys are doing like a winners and losers bracket, right? And I was like, I don't want to go against Shannon. And oh, dude. Shannon's like Shannon's like I mean like honestly like in no disrespect to the video that you just did like Shannon would have murdered anyone that's put out a video right now so so what I figured out was I because I had sent her when I had done mine I sent it to her and the editor in me I was like the guy in the middle was way too too close to the camera it was changing the lighting because I had it set up where like the two guys on the outside like it looked like they were there together and I just I messed up the guy in the middle Um, I was like, so I went like way beyond, like when I came up with the idea, I was just thinking you just stand in front of the camera, lip sync the song. And then everyone who knows me, I'm super extra. So I had to go like a little bit beyond that because I didn't know, uh, what coach Stephanie was doing. And then, then Shannon was like, you gave me the green light just to go like way too far into this. But it all (laughs) comes back to her tweet a week ago when we first started the lip sync battle when she had quote tweeted my video and said, it is great things like this that happens when soccer coaches have too much time on our hands. Oh, I and mean, so exactly. now, and so that her video that we released totally defines her tweet. Oh, she crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. I like, I think you I, may I mean, like, yeah. one, of, one of my best friends, I have nothing, I have nothing but good things to say about her video. She was phenomenal. You do have an X factor, though, that she is worried about. And she just confirmed to me not too long ago of us recording this, that there is the X factor that she is worried about is that you have significantly more followers, significantly more uh, players uh, and family members who all can possibly get on here and vote and get their friends to vote and their families to vote. See, she, but is, like, wor- she is worried about Rizzo Nation getting involved in this. See, but like, I'm, I'm not about that life. Like, I think, I think people need to vote with their heart. And I, I think Shannon crushed it. Like you, you, you gotta, like, I, I appreciate the 20% I'm rocking right now. I think that's, I think that's, is that what it is? Yeah, probably. I, I, I think was, it's I, right I'm just pulling there. it up. I think it's right around there. It's definitely not above that. Um, 
Go ahead, though. No, but no, I think I think again, you got to You got to give credit where credit. She she did just the best. She did a great job, like quality, everything like so, so good. We got now now like my new thing is we got to get Alanis Morissette to uh, to see this video. But I don't know. I mean, you got two days, man. I mean, this is obviously coming out on Wednesday, on Thursday. So you've got one more day. You know what? I know that you may it may not be your tactic, but sometimes in games, Nick, you've got to change your tactic and you've got to go with your strongest defense against their strongest offense. <laughs> the, and, the fact that I have a few more followers and Shane, be like, all of you people, I will unfollow you if you if not you're, vote for me right now. <laughs> I mean, she went to Facebook. She posted on Facebook. Oh, people dude, were commenting on that. She's definitely she's definitely promoted it a bit better than me too. Just I I know like your team's just retweeted. They haven't put like go co- go vote for Coach Rizzo, and yeah. you need to put it on Facebook so that Bill and Katie and Kelly and all of them pump it out there. Like this is how you make. Think about this comeback right now. You are down sixty percent. You're down sixty percent. Think of the comeback you could make. I mean, you've got twelve thousand people come to your wedding. If all those people vote for <laughs> you, it is game set match. Oh, dude. I, but I honestly feel bad because, like, I I just think her quality is better. But I, I, will, I will, tomorrow, I will make sure I put a good effort out there to hopefully no one's listened to this by that point. Or hopefully they have so that our show gets more listens. But um, I will make sure I, I give a good, I'll get a good, good try to make sure I, I make it at least a little bit legit. I'll tell all of my players that they're running two beep tests on, uh, on August 17th if they don't vote for me. Well, I am I am waiting for this comeback. I cannot wait. There's going to be a point. If you do what you're supposed to do, there will be a point tomorrow where it is 50-50 and I'm going to lose my mind. And it's going to be <laughs> this is going to be the greatest comeback of all comebacks in all comeback history, and I feel like you can pull this off. I mean, if anyone could, it might not be me, but I'm going to try. So, we'll do that. Well, we will take that. Um, you know, we got a really awesome show today. Um, and, and, and sometimes awesome, not in the, in the right ways, but you know, with this pandemic going on and everybody just kind of in the unknown of what's going to happen to next, you know, it got released today that the NCAA has pushed uh, the recruiting dead period back to May 1st. Uh, there's so many things that are going on or sorry, May 31st, right? Uh, May 1st or May 31st? May 31st. Yes. May 31st. Um, and it's just we're we're such in the unknown. Uh, we're all just kind of cruising by here, just trying to figure out day by day what we can do, what we've got to do. Um, and the worst part, and I'm not going to curse, the crappy part of all this is that lives are getting affected. Um, obviously, medically, health-wise, people are getting affected. Um, but well, financially, everything is this is getting affected. And uh, you've probably heard in the news recently of, of some colleges that are are closing their doors to athletics or just closing their doors in general. Um, and we had two guests from one of those schools who were super cool enough to say, hey, yeah, we'll come on the show and, and talk about it in our experience. So um, I know in our coaches chat, that was something that got brought up uh, Tuesday night when we do our college coaches chat. And I'll, I'll kind of plug that a little bit more at the end of the show. But, you know, somebody mentioned, have you thought about the possibility of losing your job. And a lot of us all said, you know, as long as the checks are clearing, we're, we're not going to complain. We're not going to think negatively. Um, but there are some of us out there where that check has stopped now. Um, and we've got two amazing guests coming up uh, that are going to come on here and share their story. And we hope that 
you listen to their entire interview and we hope that at the end when they give you their contact information that you reach out to these guys uh ask them about their players ask them about them try to find a home for their players and try to find a home for them they're they're good brothers who are not worried about their own situation they're trying to get a home for these players but we at soccer chat want to try to get a home not just for the players we really want to get a home for these two coaches so please 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 this is probably this this is the most important interview that we've ever done uh, and i want everybody to really heed every word that you hear from our guest this week smoke on my lungs blood on my tongue i'm here to make the devil cry it's like a drug but i'm on the horn i'm gonna wake the one side stare at the sun do it for fun this is the way i live my life this is the way i live my life this is the way i live my life listen to me now listen to me have been dealing with various um, issues and, and things going on in life right now. And, and we're all just trying to make it better for each other. And we have a couple of coaches who came on uh, with us today that, uh, you know, obviously have kind of went through the hardest uh, of what we're going through currently in this pandemic. And we're so happy uh, to have them on with us. We have uh, from formerly from McMurray, we have John Mansholt, the uh, men's soccer coach there, as well as Gabe Atanasio, uh, the women's coach there. Uh, obviously, you know, first and foremost, uh, fellas, we want to wish um, you know, nothing but the best of luck to you guys and your players and, and our heartfelt condolences. It's it's awful what's going on uh, right now, and it's awful what's happened to, to you two. Um, and we, as a show, as, as, a, as a community of coaches, want to thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about this with us. Our pleasure. Thank you. So let's start. Uh, I see. I'll do a coin flip and John. Let's let's go with John first. Uh, you know, one of the things about soccer chat is kind of know uh, to get to know you, the coach. Now we kind of got to know uh, where where you've been. So if you could kind of give everybody a, a quick uh, background on on how to how you got to where you are today. All right, sure will. Uh, I started uh, coaching at the college high school ranks, if you will, in 1992 at Illinois College. Okay. I was there for 10 years. Uh, that that time it was a part time job. Um, and then uh, in 1997, I started coaching at Jacksonville High School on the girls' side. Um, I did that for 22 years. Last spring was my last year there. Uh, I helped Linda Hamilton at Illinois College as a volunteer assistant uh, back in 2014. Uh, and basically, I started here at McMurray in, in 2015, Bill Kellen longtime legendary Hall of Fame coach that coached here, recruited me as a player and uh, wanted me to come back since I didn't come play for him and uh, fix the, the program. So here I am. There you are. Uh, and Gabe, you, you know, how did you get to, uh, to where you're at? I had always, uh, I went to the University of Illinois, so I was always coaching club uh, there from 20, uh, 2007 to 2011. Um, then I got a, a teaching job down here in Jacksonville and I reached out to the AD at Jacksonville high school. Um, so I got connected with coach Manchel. So I started helping him out 
at the high school ranks. Uh, and then once he got hired here at McMurray, I was his assistant for a couple years. Uh, and then the women's job came open uh, and I applied and here I am now. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's been, um, you know, obviously kind of with, with the news that, that's went out uh, and, and we're not going to stay on this the whole time. Cause obviously we want to talk about the good times. Um, you know, for, for anybody who hasn't listened, um, or, or hasn't really seen, you know, McMurray is, is closing its doors as a university, uh, which has now kind of put the students and the coaches in, in a situation, you know, obviously one of the things that we've asked coaches the last couple of weeks is, you know, when this all started going through with this pandemic starting and, and where were, where were we at when we heard of the talking of this, you know, with, with, I know like with our school, it was kind of hour by hour, what the situation were, where we going to stay for two or where we're going to go for two weeks, where we're going to come back, where we're not going to come back, whatever it may be. What was kind of like the timeline from the, for this, uh, situation. And, ne- and neither one of you can answer that. Gabe, you want that? Or you want me to take that? You go ahead. Okay. Uh, our spring break was week of uh, March 9th, that Monday through the 13th. So <clears throat> our kids uh, kind of left when things uh, started to get a little bit uh, and he- heightened, if you will, as far as the awareness. And this is really serious and it's going to be a problem if we don't do anything. Uh, so I would say probably about Thursday uh, of that week is when we found out that they were going to extend spring break for a week. And then they were going to sit and listen and talk to, obviously, government officials, uh, the CDC, the local health department, and find out uh, where the school needed to go from there. And obviously, things started to escalate and snowball. And that's when they made that decision, I think, four or five days after that, to go to remote learning. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and Gabe, you know, kind of what was, uh, the, the, the dialogue between you and John during this time? I know like, uh, at my school, I'm sure same with Nick. I mean, as, as uh, soccer coaches kind of talking back, back and forth about how we're going to handle, uh, the situation and what we're going to be doing with our players. So kind of what was that, uh, back and forth between you and John, whenever you guys learned about the school, um, you know, kind of figuring out what they're going to do through the pandemic. We just uh, wanted to make sure that we kept our players uh, on alert as much as possible. Uh, so we were in daily communication, not only uh, myself and John, but uh, with our group of players, uh, just to let them know that, hey, this might be a possibility. Uh, so be on the ready. Um, and then once it became official, then we just had to kind of let our players know, uh, hey, this is when you can come pick up your things. Uh, and John and I were both here to kind of help them. Yeah. And, you know, when did, I guess, like, I know just kind of the way you guys are talking, like this just escalated super, super quickly. So you find out, you know, during spring break, they're extending it. Um, and then, you know, what, what is the, what's the next thing from the school that you're, you're getting after that? Uh, well, the, the constant communication uh, from our administration as to uh, what was was kind of transpiring with the board of trustees and in their decision making and, and, and meeting with people to hopefully uh, the end goal was to keep McMurray open uh, and not close after 174 years. Uh, so there was constant communication with that. And then uh, we found out. Uh, you know, I guess it was probably, I don't know, 10 days later, we uh, are notified in a, 
in an email that we were closing. Wow. So it was just like, I mean, I guess to use the phrase like zero to 100 real quick, like it's like you're on an extended spring break. And then was it kind of out of nowhere? Like, Hey, we're going to be closing. Or was there like, Hey, there's a possibility that this may cause this. Yes. Yeah. We were made aware that, that, you know, there was, uh, some things that they were trying to do to keep things open, but, but it was an option that, that unfortunately a grim option that the school could close. Um, and, you know, obviously with this COVID-19 going on, we couldn't gather as a person. So we uh, received an email and our president, Dr. Rogers, God bless her, what a wonderful woman. She uh, recorded a, a message to share with, with the faculty and staff and students. Yeah, I mean, and here's one thing I said, um, I, really everything that I've heard coming out of that, I've heard really great things about how your president handled everything. And I heard, I mean, and I said this to a bunch of coaches that we were on a call with last night, everything that your guys' coaching staff, not just soccer, but across the board has been doing to try to help your kids move on is nothing short of incredible, just because so many of you guys are going through a very, very low time. And it truly speaks to how much we all really care about our players, even if they sometimes think we don't. Um, because all the things I've heard from coaches like football coaches, softball coaches, soccer coaches that have been trying to help their kids move on and reaching out to programs and coaches for them. I think I've said coaches five, five times in the last 30 seconds. But um, I really think that, I mean, you guys deserve all the credit in the world because it's, it's, I can't imagine what you guys are going through, but you're using it as an opportunity to be a great example for your players and show them that you're, situation might not be the best, but you still care about them so deeply that you're going to make sure that everything that happens to them is the best situation that it could possibly be. And you guys really all deserve a ton of credit from everything I've heard over um, with Mac Murray since all this has went down. No, we've got a great group of kids uh, throughout our athletic department. They're very devoted. We know we've got a great bunch. I mean, they're really... We're so concerned about them, and, and all of them are like, well, Coach, we're, we're worried about you guys. We're like, well, let's get you placed first, and then we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, so many of them are are so attached to us, whether it's our current players, our 2020s that we had coming in, that we're still recruiting, our 21s. They want to know where we're going to land because they want to join back up with us. And we keep telling our current players, you got to find some options. Who knows what's going to come available? This is not a, a great time to be looking for a job, honestly. Uh, and so, I mean, I, it, it's basically, I would say it's a kudos to them for, for having such a big heart. Yeah. And Gabe, what about you? Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. A lot of the girls, uh, basically I've just been telling them, Hey, you know, you got to find, uh, the right spot that basically made you feel, uh, the same way that McMurray did. Um, and, you know, we've just been connecting them with, coaches that have reached out and just telling them that, Hey, you got to find the right spot and do what's best for you. Um, and I know a lot of the girls are looking to still stay together because they kind of have that sisterhood where, um, you know, they became so comfortable with one another that they're wanting to continue that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I really think that it's, it speaks volumes to what you guys have built there. And it's, like we, like again, coming from a smaller school, Sean's in the same boat. It's it's not always easy to recruit to every single place, but it looks like, especially with you guys over the last few years, 
you guys were getting to the point where it was it was starting to become something that was getting really competitive in the SLEAC and both squads were really starting to compete. I like I looked at both your guys' records and even like the losses to the top teams in the conference were one or two goal games. And it's like it speaks volumes to what you guys have built and like and just really the family environment that you have that kids are wanting to stay together, caring about you and everything that's come with that. Can you guys talk a little bit about like how your guys' fall seasons went? Like let's let's hear a bit like let's hear some good stories about like what happened in the fall, but before uh, and like just something that we can take a positive out of the last few days and weeks and months that you guys had as coaches with these groups. Gabe, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? So I could go first this time. Okay. Uh, as far as our fall season, we ended up seven and ten this year. Uh, which was one of the better records we've had in uh, quite a quite a while. Um, most of the girls that were part of this program, they've been here for a couple of years, so they started buying into uh, what we were trying to do and what we were trying to accomplish. Uh, my biggest message always to them was, hey, just because it's never been done here before making the conference tournament doesn't mean uh, that you girls can't be the first. And that was kind of our mantra throughout the the season and like I said a lot of the girls just were able to buy into it um, and really fight for one another uh, quite a few games um, you know we ended up being down 1-0 2-0 and the girls were able to fight back so it was great to see um, one of our girls ended up breaking our single season goal record her first year here uh, and she actually led the conference Crystal uh, in in goals so it was great to see that um, just overall our competitiveness especially as you mentioned in the SLIAC was great to see we beat some teams uh, that we hadn't beaten in 10 15 20 years uh, so the program was headed in the right direction and it was more all a testament to the girls buying in um, fighting for one another I mean basically our slogan was always this was our second family um, and it just showed how much they wanted to compete for one another. But overall, yeah, there were quite a bit of highlights, and the girls really uh, just did a great job uh, fighting for the program. Uh, on the men's side, uh, when I took over, uh, to put it lightly, I inherited a fixer-upper. Uh, it needed a lot of attention, a lot of TLC, and a lot of discipline. And so we uh, pushed and pushed, and, and I think it was a sign of people buying in. And obviously, our roster is really young. We started one senior, uh, and the rest of them were freshmen and sophomores. So we had a very young group. We were doing well. We were sitting at 3-1 and one in our conference. Uh, and then we lost uh, two key starters to injuries. and. You know what happens when you lose two key starters to injuries. Uh, you put people in positions that they're not quite ready for. And so uh, we kind of uh, spun a bit, as you will. You know, we ended up 5-12 and 12 of our 12 losses. Uh, six of them were by one goal, three of them in overtime, uh, one in double overtime. So, I mean, we were right there. I mean, our, our guys had, had bought in. They, they understood the tradition here at McMurray on, on the men's side is – is huge it's it's a division three program that was a very decorated program uh, and so i mean we were excited uh, it was a, a program that you could market as long as you wanted to work hard you could market to the boys and the boys would 
would buy into it. And, and, and when the recruits were on campus, they would talk about they wanted to be the group that brought McMurray back. And so it was building and it was something that, to be honest, is it kind of heartbreaking to, to see it come to an end, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like it, and again, it just, I think, it, like, I just, I looked over at your guys' records over the years, and it's, it, you guys have definitely, like, you've done work there. It's, it's, it's definitely, like, something that you could tell that was getting to the point that it was, it was being successful and consistently successful. And so I think that that's, that's, that's a cool thing that you guys have done, because again, you guys both, I think, took over programs that weren't necessarily in the best spot when you got to them, and I think that it's clearly something that your players are very proud of now that they're, not only that passionate about staying with each other, but that passionate about making sure that you guys are okay with everything too. And that's, I, I think that's, it, it's a really, it's a really cool thing to look at. I also like, uh, John, that you, uh, you don't, I, I'm going to start doing this. Yeah, I saw you looked at your roster and you don't put yourself in the team picture. I think I'm going to start doing that. I don't want myself in the team picture that's anymore. Probably, that's probably best for all people. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that way they don't use it for target practice. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, you did that too. I, I know you're not in yours either. So I think I'm going to start doing that because I want to see my face. I don't in know, Nick. I think you're, I think you're too pretty not to be in it. Uh, <laughs> I'm too pretty not to be okay. What? <laughs> No, it's awesome. And like for you guys, like especially with everything right now, like what are some things that are, have been like like silver linings for you guys? That like, and again, everyone's going through different stuff right now. But what's something that has been really cool for you throughout this whole process? Well, for me, it's been the the connection to the players that they have. They almost seem more concerned about us than they do about them, which which to me is, is huge. And obviously coaching is not a lucrative business, uh, but you, you make friends for a lifetime and, and, and those are your millions that you make. And for those folks to buy into what we were doing and believe in our vision and what we wanted to do here. I mean, it's to me, that's, that's what's so overwhelming for me. And I would, I would agree with that. Um, just kind of the sentiment from the players, uh, even, some of the old men's players that I helped with coach Manchild and I uh, was part of his staff. They've reached out just to see how I'm doing as well. So it's just nice to see that, you know, the players saw the bigger picture um, and they just saw that, you know, coach Manchild and myself worked well together. So even some of my girls are reaching out, asking how coach Manchild is uh, things like that. What's been um, kind of, you know, maybe just in the last couple of days, you know, obviously we've talked about coaches reaching out and your players reaching out, but you know, what, what's your daily uh, schedule been like just in the last couple of days of, you know, trying to not only help your help yourself, but helping your players at the same time. Uh, each day we come in and we are, are updating our assistant and, and Gabe and I are, are in constant communication. We have one assistant shared between us and we're, letting the players know of every new school that's reached out that is interested. We encourage our players to uh, research the schools, find out what they're interested in. If they like them, reach out to them, let us know so then that we can reach out to them to be an advocate for them, uh, to find a home. Uh, and we've been reaching out to, you know, staying in contact with the current players with our 2020 recruits. Uh, we've been in constant communication with them, our 21s uh, in communication with them, wanting to know if you've landed somewhere, where, where are you at? Uh, so, I mean, that's basically, uh, in a nutshell, that's in, in some day-to-day -day office stuff that we're tidying up things to, to, to make things final, if you will. Uh, so 
honestly, it's it's as busy now as it ever has been, honestly. It's almost like a, a whole new recruiting cycle on top. Like you, you brought your players in, but now you're like doing the work to try to find them uh, places. And, you know, what's, you know, you, you mentioned like reaching out to, to other coaches. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably just assuming this has to be correct. I mean, I'm sure a ton of people are, are trying to offer and, and help out when you've reached out to them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. On the men's side, we've had 33. Sorry, Gabe, go ahead. Nope. Go. No, you can go ahead. We've had 33 coaches that have reached out and, and the list keeps growing. So, I mean, there's people out there that, that are interested in helping out and understand that I think that we've built something pretty special here and we have some special players here that, that may be able to be that difference maker for them. Yeah, and the same thing on the women's side. We've had somewhere around 30 uh, programs reach out uh, asking about specific players um, and just getting in contact with them and they're appreciative of you know, everything we've been able to offer them and uh, just at the end of the day, just try and help place these girls somewhere where they feel comfortable. And what's your, I mean, what's kind of in your dialogue? I mean, obviously when it first gets announced, you know, I'm sure it, it's hard to talk to the players and I'm sure it was hard for them to, to speak on it. But now that it's kind of settled uh, and it, you know, it probably won't settle completely for a very, very long time, but What's just been your communication with your players? I mean, whether it's in in the team group or, you know, team chat or maybe, you know, just players just reaching out, uh, you know, what's that, what's that communication? I know you mentioned that they're, you know, they're checking on you all and, and seeing how you're doing. Um, but what's that dialogue been like with your players? Uh, we, we can start with Gabe. What's been like for you at the women's side? Uh, quite a few of them have wanted to set up some phone conversations uh, and, you know, get my honest opinion about certain schools uh, and where I see them. Uh, playing if they decided on that school. So it's just kind of uh, helping them, you know, better navigate where I think they can be placed. Um, the biggest thing is obviously their major. And then after that, it's, Coach, where do you see me fitting into that program? And then I've been reaching out with the coaches uh, to kind of see what their thought process is. A lot of the girls in our group, me, have been posting images of our season, kind of how we've uh, evolved as a group. Uh, a couple of our girls made videos of all the pictures. Uh, so it's just kind of been, you know, an ongoing process. And at times it's sentimental. Um, but I always tell them that I want what's best for them. Uh, so that's what we've been kind of having in those com conversations. And John, what's it been like on the men's side? What's kind of that dialogue with uh, with you and your team? Some of the same things. Uh, just asking about different programs. Uh, relying on us like a like a recruiting service. I almost feel like I'm part of a, a recruiting service. <laughs> uh, and talking about it and going through that whole process. Remember when you were in the recruiting process, what did you do? And just kind of re-educating uh, them, reteaching them on the whole process, if you will. And, and But teaching them uh, how to fish so that they can fish themselves rather than yeah. always coming to us wanting the fish in the pan. So, I mean, they're and they've been very uh, appreciative of that as far as helping them and, and pointing them in the right direction. And they've asked for additional uh, recommendations and we've given them to them. We've had lots of coaches that have reached out uh, that, that are interested not only in, in the players, but, you know, in, in coaching scenarios and situations. And our players always end up, I'm going to look at these options, coach, but I'm going to always keep an option open here for a couple of weeks to see if you land somewhere. And I'm like, yeah. you need to make sure that you take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, 
So same thing on, on the on the men's side. Well, you bring up a very good point. I mean, we talked about what uh, what you all have been doing for your players and what other uh, other coaches. But now, you know, we kind of go. We got to get into you know what's kind of been your dialogue between each other, your dialogue with family. Uh, you know, what's kind of what's what's the kind of the pr- current process. I know you, you you mentioned that you know you're trying to get your your kids landed in places, but at the same time, you've got yourselves and 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 possible families to take care of. Uh, so, what's kind of been your two's dialogue? You know, has has places reached out? Uh, you know, trying to to help you out with finding somewhere. Hey, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as I've been going, I've Angel myself have a pretty good relationship, so we've always uh, hoped that. Uh, you know, if we did end up going somewhere else, that maybe the other one would join us. Um, just kind of the camaraderie between us. We kind of have similar uh, ideas, and it's just been a good working relationship. But some coaches have said that, you know, they're going to keep their eyes out. Uh, they've kind of seen the progress that the women's uh, team has made. So if they hear of anything, um, you know, they would let me know. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's got to be the right fit for my family. I have a two-year-old, and I just got engaged. So, Woo! Kind of, yeah, it's kind of going all at once. <laughs> John, what about you? Uh, yeah, Gabe and I have had a lot of conversations. We've uh, grown to respect each other. I mean, he came to me uh, when he was just a middle school teacher, history teacher, and wanting to get into coaching. Uh, one of his fellow teachers encouraged him to to latch on to me that I would be able to, to get him into coaching. And, and here he is. And he's uh, a guy that's been very easy to promote. And, and as far as a hard worker, knowledgeable of the game, caring, uh, you know, and, and his work ethic and his knowledge of, of being able to not only do stuff on the pitch, but off the pitch stuff that, that so many people don't understand what college coaches uh, are charged with, if you will. Uh, so in a perfect world, and obviously we're not living in a perfect world currently with COVID, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. we would, we would end up somewhere together. Uh, that's our ultimate goal. Uh, and, and like I said, we've had coaches reach out. We've applied to positions. I mean, I've applied to positions uh, not only on the men's side, but on the women's side, cause I have what, 22 years of coaching experience on the women's side. So, um, it's, you know, I, you know, I have, uh, two kids in college. So it's important for me to, to find something yeah. uh, to, to get that taken care of. My daughter will be a senior at Southwestern University. She helped her university make the NCAA national tournament for the first time in her school's history. Well done. Incidentally, it's, she's playing for Linda Hamilton. And obviously, Linda got to know <laughs> my daughter when I helped her at IC. Uh, and so uh, but it's one of those I want to make sure that I have enough income where I can take care of my kids. Yeah, my wife is a registered nurse. God bless her. Uh, oh, tell her thank you on the front lines of this. So, uh, this this is affecting us in in multiple ways, multiple fronts. Absolutely, and and I mean, you you obviously are already strong enough that uh, you know you, you kind of get through this. On the other side too, I mean, you guys have assistance as well. What's it been like for them? What's been your conversation with them when all this is going down? Because um, obviously, it's got it's heartbreaking for them just as much as as it is kind of for the players too. Yeah. Is that something, John, you want to talk about? Sure, I can start. Yeah, and Gabe can can uh, add in. 
he has been doing great things as far as helping keep our players informed and letting them know uh, what schools are interested, kind of giving them some encouragement, giving them some updates as to you know his thoughts. Uh, he uh, is originally from the Ohio area, came to us from the Atlanta area. So I know he's been talking to people back there, uh, going back in that direction, uh, if you will. Yeah, it's just kind of that constant communication with him and uh, making sure that he's also uh, looking for himself so that hopefully he can land someplace um, after this tough time. Is it, I mean, have people, have other schools reached out like, hey, if you've got assistance, send them our way or you let them know about us? I haven't had any on the women's side. I don't know about John. No, I haven't had any anybody inquiring about our assistant on the men's side either. Because we were chatting last night uh, and somebody brought up about, you know, they had just hired two new volunteer coaches who were about to move um, out to their place. And they were like, you know, and now it's just like, man, like, how, how are we going to pull this off? Uh, so everybody's kind of doing things remotely. So, yeah, the you know, one of the main things I want to get across in this is that, um, you know, whether it, it's the players or it's anybody from the staff that you guys have there, I mean, whatever school uh, can get a hold of, of any of you, whether it's the coaches or the players, um, I, I think they're going to get something, uh, something that they're going to really appreciate. Because I think, you, like you both said, I mean, something special uh, was going on at McMurray, and it, it, it definitely sucks that it, it's ending the way that it is. Um, but I think the good thing is that we've got the memories. Uh, you guys have the memories that uh, you're always going to be able to keep. Let's get into the good stuff. What was some of the highlights for you? Uh, let's go with Gabe. What was kind of the highlights of this past year? You know, you said, hey, things were turning around. What were some highlights for the season uh, that uh, you're going to take back with you and think like, okay, that's when the change started happening? Uh, I, I would say at the beginning of the season, it was great that uh, we were able to compete pretty tough with our crosstown rivals. Uh, usually they had always kind of taken it to us, but this past year we lost in overtime, double overtime to them on a PK call. Uh, so that's when the girls really started believing in the program. Uh, and then just, you know, playing against certain teams uh, that, like I said, had in the past, you know, beaten us. But this year, uh, you know, even if we lost to them, it was by a goal or two where it wasn't anything like it used to be. Um, and just kind of going through the conference, uh, conference, it was just great to see that, you know, we were able to uh, compete against those top teams. Uh, losing, you know, in overtime against a couple of them and just seeing how the chemistry really started changing. Um, like I said, it was a special group of girls that bought in um, and just, you know, continued to battle for one another. Those are the memories, you know, I'll continue having that, you know, I think within a year, both myself and uh, Coach Manchel would have been knocking on the conference tournament door. Absolutely. And John, what were some of your, uh, your highlights of the season this year? Uh, for us, probably the same thing, our, our crosstown rival match. Uh, we lost in double overtime. We, their goalkeeper made an unbelievable uh, upper 90 save and regulation from our attacking midfielder from Austin, Texas. Uh, the, I don't know how he saved it, to be honest, but, you know, that's how soccer, it's a game of inches, uh, and ended up giving up a goal in double overtime, I think. Since we had such a young roster, the guys were like, okay, all right. I think these younger kids are going to – and younger kids, as of the sophomores, are looking at the freshmen going, all right, these guys can play. Uh, and then when we went through that non-conference schedule, obviously a lot of coaches, I'm one of them, 
Well, we'll we will experiment with personnel formations, shape, uh, trying to figure out what's going to work best, who's going to work best where, uh, and then we kind of settled into something. And we our conference opener against Principia, who actually was our NCAA tournament representative, won our conference tournament. We went down to their place and lost to those guys in double overtime, two to one. Then I think that's when our boys finally realized we may be young, but we can play and we can compete with anybody. Uh, we followed that up with a uh, win over uh, Blackburn and then our uh, 2018 uh, conference tournament champion, Greenville. We beat those guys two to one. And I think that's when the boys were like, okay, we can play. Um, and, you know, we played against some teams really tough in our conference. And, you know, at, you know Iowa Wesleyan at their place, we lose in double overtime and snow all, all around the field. Some of our Texas boys were concerned about the cold. <laughs> uh, what is this white stuff? <laughs> well, they're I'm, big. Fa- they're big fans of it. As long as we have to be on it too long. <laughs> I, I had a picture like we we were practicing in like November. I don't remember what what it was for, but um, we have a girl from Texas on our team too. Like, and she was literally like, we have team coats, and she was wearing her own like just like coat where like she like you can't even like move your arms in this coat. Like she was literally like running around like waddling, and this is our like second leading scorer. And then you have like right next to her is a girl from Wisconsin and like she's in like shorts and like it's a light hoodie, like and like running around practice. And I took a picture. I was like, try to figure out who's from Wisconsin and who's from Texas. And you have one girl like her arms are can't even move. And another girl that's like running around in a pair of shorts. It's definitely difficult for some of the Texas people to transition. Yes. Yep, it is. Yeah, it's even harder for their young man we had from Tampa, Florida. No, oh, yep. man. <laughs> You always you always wonder about like kids who like uh, or, or coaches you know from those areas and then like if they change completely different uh, locations how it's just like there's got to be times where it's just like man what am I doing like <laughs> I can I can imagine you know the, the the players from Texas and they they arrive and they're into they're into it, all of a sudden that temperature starts dropping and all of a sudden there's white stuff and then I just thinking about um, you know uh, one of our friends whose uh, team is in uh, uh, Minnesota and how much snow they've gotten. Uh, that I could just imagine a player from Texas being like, yeah, that, no thanks. Because I would be that way. I could only live in Michigan for two years. I complained every single day about the snow and the weather. Um, so I can, I can only imagine what they were like. But, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, in, it's, definitely, it's definitely an interesting thing to be able to deal with. But I'm going to do one thing that we're going to ask a question that we don't ask a lot on here, but I think like, given the times and everything, it's pretty appropriate. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, Are you going um, hunting later? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a coon hound. What um, a, what a what a perfect timing howl though in what, the, what you were stating. <laughs> so that's uh, that's Cash the coon hound. It's my roommate's dog. Super cute, very loud. Um, but no, like, and this is a question I think I ask uh, recruits all the time, and it makes them super uncomfortable. So I'm gonna do it to you guys, and it'll probably make you equally as uncomfortable. Well, the soccer chat. <laughs> but uh what it like obviously like what are some of the things that you guys think are some of your gifts as coaches like if for the person that's gonna be hiring you next like what's what's a per like a gift that you guys think you have or maybe two that you guys have as coaches that you think would be really valuable to any program that you ended up working with who's going I first go, <laughs> i could go first uh I would say the first one would probably be hardworking. Um, like I said, I spend countless hours, and the fiance and daughter don't get to see me as much, uh, but they've understood that. 
then the second would be just caring, caring for my players and making sure that, you know, at any time that they're uh, well taken care of and know that coach is there if they ever need anything. On my side, obviously, uh, work ethic. I was taught, God bless my parents, that uh, roll up your sleeves and get after it. Uh, Hardworking. I've I've been coaching either college or high school for the last 28 years. So I have an extensive knowledge base, uh, some great network that if I don't, and I'm smart enough to know if I don't know it, ask somebody. uh, Because sometimes people get kind of hung up on that. So uh, I you know, with my work ethic and the knowledge of the game and the understanding and the, the understanding that the game is constantly evolving and you need to stay, it's kind of like riding a surfboard. You have to be on that wave and, and riding and making sure that you're making the right cuts and adjustments so that you stay to where you don't get wiped out and get eaten up by this ever evolving game. Yeah, that's, and I know, and I think that that's, all those things are really, really important. What's, um like, really, like, for you guys, what's something that, you're going to be most excited about going into the next season. <laughs> one second. He's getting his, getting his, he's getting it out. Um, what, what's maybe one thing you guys are most excited about for the next part of your journey? I would say, I would say on, on my end, uh, just, just getting to know a new group of girls and uh, hopefully, you know, bringing the passion that I brought here uh, to our, to my next spot. And that's kind of the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to. What about you, John? For me, uh, the, what I'm most excited about is the possibility of where I may land next. Uh, And with my Swiss army knife of, of, ideas and and philosophies that you try to have the opportunity to mold a new group uh irregardless of what state the program may be in but be able to give ideas and help a a new audience uh become whether they're men or women to become uh better citizens and and teach them some things that they can use later in life absolutely And, and i haven't asked this question in a while on the show so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, no better show to to do this one. And Gabe, we'll start off with you. If you could describe your coaching personality with a song, which song would it be? So there's some song that you've heard that you're like, man, like that sounds like me as a coach. I'm a big fan of Party in the USA. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, or uh, or no, that was Born USA. So you're Miley Cyrus, okay? Yeah, yeah, the girls. <laughs> yes, the he says. Like yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of the best answers we've gotten and john what about you what song best describes your uh, your coaching personality oh that's a good question what <laughs> mine has changed as i've gotten older i kind of don't yell as often that the boys know when i yell that they better pay attention uh so i don't know honestly <laughs> Okay. Okay. And most of the time it's always when we've asked that question, sometimes people have one, sometimes they got to think about it. 
And then a majority of the time we get, oh, I'm not a music person. I'm like, how can you be a soccer person, not to be a music person? Um, but it is what it is. So, you know, as we get out of here, uh, one of the things that we do is, you know, with Soccer Chat, we've created this big network of coaches all around the world um, who are just all about helping each other out, whether it's with training sessions or, or various things. And, and obviously in your guys' situation right now and your player situation right now, we want to lend uh, our helping hand. So if you don't mind, you know, what are ways that – um, somebody who's listening to this right now can contact you, whether it's about a uh, potential uh, spot for you to land or, or somewhere for your players. We'll start with John. Okay. Uh, you can reach out my Mac Murray email, uh, john.manschult, so M-A-N-S-H-O-L-T, at mac.edu. The office number here is 217-479-7154. And my cell phone, 217-491-2601. And Gabe, what about you? How can people get in contact with you? Uh, very similar. My Mac email is gabe.atanasio, uh, A-T-T-A-N-A-S-I-O, at mac.edu. Uh, and you can reach out to my cell at 217-550-3425. Fellas, thank you so much for coming on with us. I, we're obviously everyone here at Soccer Chat's pulling for you. Uh, we're excited to see uh, what's next for you um, and, and know that uh, you've got not just Nick and myself, but a lot of, uh, a lot of new fans uh, of, of your guys' work. Um, and just keep us, uh, keep us in the loop on, on what, how things are going with you. Uh, because we definitely want to look out and make sure that uh, you, you found a spot to get to. Uh, but uh, again, you know, I, I it's especially in this time with things that are going on, it, it's hard to to kind of get the the word out and whatnot. But um, especially in your guys' situation. But again, thank you so much for coming on here and, and talking about this with us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, guys. Appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, we can come back on and and have some great news about our players and ourselves you know what let's book it let's book it we're going to have another show where uh, you two will come on and we're going to be talking about the good things that have happened uh to your players and to you well, that we're i'm booking it right now yeah we're right. we'll have some celebratory beers we've done that before that's that's nick's favorite <laughs> that's thing that's my favorite thing I think that what Sean said right before he we started this interview is a really important thing that uh, we we want to focus on is that this is one of the most important interviews that we've ever done because we're in the middle of a time that's just it's a really rough time for a lot of people and again sometimes in the soccer community we don't get to see all of the situations of people losing jobs people losing opportunities for and again it's not that that doesn't happen for different reasons during every season but for situations like this it's not something that we we've ever experienced before and I think just to be able to talk to the two coaches we talked to with Gabe and John are just I mean really good people and we kind of talked about it last night on the group chat that we had with all the soccer coaches there are coaches that want are still hoping for and 
like working for the best of their players with a no-win scenario. Like they get nothing from sending their players on other than just being good people that actually truly care about their players. And I think that that's something that for anyone that's looking to hire either of these guys or like just looking to help any of their players is realizing because it's it's a situation that's unprecedented and none of us have ever experienced something like this before on a global level and the the fact that these people are still trying to make their players move on and have the best situation possible speaks volume to their character yeah it, um this is something that that kind of hits home because you know they mentioned about being at small schools and whatnot and um this was something that my wife uh, had kind of brought up when we were chatting um when all these that we i've heard of three schools closing and and i think kind of like they said this is i don't think those three are going to be the last ones um and i think now we're all kind of in a boat where it's like what about us and you think of the smaller schools um and i think about my school i think about your school i think about all of our friends schools uh that are on the smaller side and and like they said i mean it just blindsided them they thought okay you know an extra week for spring break because this covet thing and the next thing they find out they have no job uh, and like you said, the fact that they're still going into the office every day, they're still working for their players, they're still working for their recruits, um, speaks volumes for these guys because I think a lot of people in their situation uh, would have probably moved on and said, okay, well, I got to go get my family situated. Um, and these guys are still going to work every single day. Um, and I think that they will probably go to work every single day until those doors lock uh, and every player uh, that they've got on their, their squads are accounted for. Um, my heart is, and when I, like I emailed Gabe, uh, when all this came out, um, I reached out, you know, asking how we could help, how my program could help, um, you know, what can we do? And, and Gabe was just super cool enough. Uh, when I said, man, I was like, you know, I, you may not want to talk about it, but you know, if you want to come on, we'd really like to kind of, um, bring this, this news and, and bring your story to the forefront. Um, he was more than willing. And like, I mean, it was like, oh yeah, man, like, let's do it. I'll get the men's coach in too. Um, and you know, what <laughs> testicular fortitude they have to come on during this time and, and speak about that and not show any hatred or anything, just going about their business and, and keeping a, keeping their spirits high and kudos to them. Cause I, you know, I try to call myself as a calm person, but I don't know if in that situation, um, I don't know if calm, uh, like they are. No, I mean, again, like I, I mean, like I always tell, like when things are going down like this, I always like to think the best of myself. You know, like oh, like if I was going through this, I think I would be able to do this. But until you're actually living through a situation like that, like, you don't know. And the fact that these people yeah. are living through that situation and actually able to do all that stuff is just incredible. I mean, you you can't give enough good superlatives of the the things that they're doing. And it, I mean, it truly like just even talking to them today and Gabe emailed me afterwards and just a really good human being. It just, it, it makes me feel like I, I, there's definitely parts of my life that I need to continue to work on and get better at because there, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. So it's definitely something that I, like I eventually need to prepare myself for. And they're, they're really good people that are setting good precedent for all the rest of us. And uh, honestly, I can't believe it's taken me almost three years to bring the phrase testicular fortitude into our show. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I, I'd never heard that. <laughs> New word, new set of words. 
I like it. I like it. I well, I stole it from TV a very, very long time ago. I've just I've I've been waiting for the right moment. And I, you know, that is the correct definition. What those dudes are doing, they've got the testicular fortitude uh, to pull it off. You know, I was talking earlier uh, before the interview about our college coaches chat. It's a it's a Skype call that we've been doing uh, the last couple of weeks. And everybody was like, hey, can we keep doing this? I was like, sure. So you get to hang out with us on Tuesday night, crack open a drink and talk about how things are going with you. It's almost like a uh, like an awesome accountability group. Uh, the first night we did it, we had like 40, 50 people in there. I really made Nick stress out more than he's ever stressed in his life uh, because I, I did, wasn't able to get it started. I was stuck in the online grocery pickup. Um, and I think uh, I think it kind of threw Nick for a loop, uh, unfortunately, because I was like, oh, I can make it home. I'm going to be all right. An hour and 30 minutes later, no, I was still not home. But, uh, you know, I, I think what the plan is now is every Tuesday night uh, on top of Soccer Chat on Wednesdays uh, is now we are going to meet for college coaches. You know, if you want in on the group, uh, just shoot me a message on Skype at Coach Soderling. Uh, we'll get you added to this uh, college coaches group that we've got. Um, and we will uh, we send out a, a nice little ring uh, every, uh, every Tuesday night. Uh, I think we do it at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, where we just get on and we're just kind of chatting and some awesome stuff got brought up uh, tonight about, you know, how's this helping, you know, what's, what's this doing for you financially? Have you heard how long this could be? Has your school talked about what it might do financially? And, you know, we had coaches who had just hired assistants in the last couple of weeks uh, that were on the, on the, on the call with us and talk about, you know, now they're kind of worried about their situation um, cause they're in the process of moving. And, uh, you know, we talked about how this is affecting us recruiting wise and with the dead period, what it's doing for the NCAA. Um, and selfishly over here, the NAI, I'm just like, man, like I hate being the guy that's like trying to use this to my advantage. But I mean, our, our campus is, is no one could go on it. So we went out and filmed a virtual tour, which I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I had this virtual tour video done. And as I am like rendering it and saving it, all of a sudden on my timeline pops up the Monmouth virtual tour with featuring one Nick Rizzo. And I just thought to myself, well, crap, we've got to do this all over. again." we just spent a week and a half doing this video. I watched Nick's and which I swear took one take, but he says there was one scene where it did take two takes. The athletic uh, training room. I, I definitely wasn't comfortable talking about the athletic <laughs> training room for whatever reason. And I just forced myself. I was like, all right, we, I, I got to redo this. Like I'm not going to be able to compete with Nick's, but I've got to whenever I was told about this virtual tour video, what I had in my mind was not what actually I made, but what I had in my mind was what you had done. And I was like, okay, we got to go back and do this. So big shout out to our men's coach, Cam Williams, uh, who <laughs> happened to still be on campus. Cause we can't really, I can't really get there, uh, from Indiana. Um, they are not really allowing us to, well, I, the school's like, you're not allowed to cross the bridge. I'm like, okay. Fine. Um, I, uh, I was like, uh, Cam, are you at school? And he's like, yeah, today's the last day. Cause like last Wednesday was our, the last day anyone could be on campus till five o'clock. And I was like, you need to get back on campus if you're not there and go film this. Cause we have to do this whole thing all over again. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, just trust me. And I sent him the link to your video. I was like, you see this, make this happen. And he's like, I'm not getting in front of the camera. I was like, I don't just get somebody. Get one of the RAs, get, make this. I want you to get these same shots and then I'll put it together. Uh, so shout out to him uh, for, for helping me out with that and, and using his drone and everything. Um, 
it was uh it, I, like I said, I worked on it for a week and a half and I saw Nick's video and then in one day got made what I was wanting. Uh, so it kind of made me feel like, man, like I could have could have done that the first time, but it took Nick's um, strategy and his school's work to to get me motivated uh, and to get me to correct the mistakes that I had I had made previously. I mean, that's it's at least I'm better at that than making music videos against Shannon. That's all we can <laughs> say. <laughs> Well, I think at this moment in time, I don't know too many music artists actually in the music game right now that can make a better music video than Shannon. But uh, now I think the hope is we got to figure out how to get Alanis Morissette to see this. Uh, so I think we're, I'm going to have to start tweeting her every single day. Um, you know, like we mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, too, you know, we do the Twitter chat every single Wednesday night at uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. I got started a little bit early tonight. I did not recognize that. I was like, oh, here we go. And I started, like, putting the questions out. I got to, like, question four, and I was like, dang. It's only 8.40 my time. What is going on? Oh, and like a bunch of people started popping on at like 8.40. And I was just like, oh, man, I started 30 minutes early. Um, so <laughs> we went until uh, we went for an hour. Uh, but I promise next week I will remember to start at 8.30 uh, Central Time, 9.30 p.m. Um Eastern time. You know, Sean, you do you. You're you're the boss. Like you, people people should come when you're ready to go on Wednesdays. You know, <laughs> that that uh, unfortunately is not the case. Uh, <laughs> I have people who will. Uh, I'm not going to name. If I do not have a tweet out before 8:30 is over with, starting soccer chat, there are some unmentioned names that will put us on blast and be like, "Where's soccer chat? Where's soccer chat?" And that drives me crazy. So I make sure I today I should have been like, where you like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm 30 minutes early. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like I said, we do that every single Wednesday night, 930 p.m. Eastern time, 830 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, just click on uh, your search bar, type in hashtag. That's the pound sign in soccer chat and follow along. Make sure to click latest. Uh, very, very good conversations the last couple of weeks because um, um, we've all got all this time on our hand. We've been making soccer chat uh, pretty big numbers recently, uh, and we want to keep that going. So make sure to, to follow along with us next Wednesday uh, and invite a friend. Nick, if somebody is wanting to highlight you on the Twitter, how can they do so? At Coach N. Rizzo. What about you, brother? That was also a point where you were supposed to plug to vote for you in the lip sync battle. Oh. Vote for me in the lip sync battle if you truly think I'm better than the other one. There's no if you truly think I'm better. It's if you love me, if you like me, vote for me. Yeah, I have more followers than Shannon, so like vote for me. Like all there my whatever many That's followers. Your tweet tomorrow. That's your tweet tomorrow. <laughs> I have more followers than Shannon, so vote for me with the <laughs> poll quoted inside the tweet. Yeah, I, I may have I may have the soccer chat advantage of followers, but I, I do have more followers than chance, so vote for me. There, see, that should be your tweet. Get the trash talk going. I mean, you guys are doing a good <laughs> job talking trash. Don't let it end now just because she made this like legit MTV music video. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> and mine is at Coach Soderling. Uh, you can follow us every single Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Twitter. Just follow the hashtag soccer chat podcast drops for you every single Thursday from all of our good folks and all of our good friends who are supporting us. Uh, it's like the ladies over at Dutick brand and our main man, Bobby, 
Who wrote your Dutrick brand member FC note? I want to know who you think it is. I've got this. I still have this theory because I think all the ones I've seen, it has different handwriting. So who do you think wrote yours? I still think mine was Bobby. I think Bobby wrote mine. I guess I should. Ask, I guess I could ask. Like, hey, who wrote this? Uh, but shout outs to them, Dutik Brand FC. If you're a member, go to dutikbrand.com for all your great coaching accessory needs. Use the promo code Soccer Chat to get yourself a sweet discount uh, whenever you're ordering your supplies and accessories, like the amazing beanie that I rock all the time, even though it's been like 80 degrees here. Uh, also, our friends over at Torix. It's the greatest ball pump, and I promise. Once we get back on the field, you're going to love having your Torx. So go order it now, get it, receive it, and then go on Amazon and give it a nice rating and review. And that's another thing to think about. You know, we, we were talking earlier about, you know, coaches and financial situation. We have a lot of small businesses and small business owners that are friends of ours that still need our support as well. So everyone over at Duke Duke Brand, everyone at Torx, you know, let's make sure we're doing our part too and going supporting them. Uh, by purchasing their products. Make sure to let them know that Soccer Chat sent you. And other than that, you know what to do. Share the links for you boys. Help support us. Let your friends know that you love this podcast. Let them know what your favorite part of this podcast is. And if you want to do us a favor, if you want your assignment for the week and you really, really want to make Nick happy, other than voting for him in the lip sync battle before Friday, we want you to do us a favor. Go follow Gabe. Go follow John. Reach out to them. Chat with them. Talk with them. If you can help them, help them. If you can help their players, help their players. Because this is more than just a podcast. It's more than just a Twitter chat. It is a community. It is a network. But even more, it is a family. And we love all y'all for everything that you guys are doing for each other during this crazy time in this pandemic. It's not just a podcast like we said. It's not just a community and a network. It's not just a Twitter chat. The best part of Soccer Chat is that we get to do it all over again next week. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, catch you later. See you later, brother.